Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by Pipsticks. Pipsticks has the coolest stickers ever, and I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, but Phil Bechtel, I can get stickers anywhere. To which I would reply, not stickers like these. They have sticker sheets with themes like animals on roller skates, ramen, plants growing out of tin cans, garden gnomes, typewriters, grilled cheese and tomato soup, shiny cactuses, Taco Tuesday, kitty cats in scarves, twinkling fairies, and literally hundreds more. You can get your favorite person stickers of their very favorite things. Click the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Now on to some shout-outs. Elliot from Ottawa likes to listen with his bulldog, Phoebe. I think if you were a character in the stories, you would be a wizard, and you could use your magic to turn Phoebe into a giant bulldog, and you would ride her around doing good deeds and saving people from cave trolls. Ezreus, Colette, and Amaziah. Ezreus shared an awesome drawing. Thanks for that. I think if you three were characters in the valley, you'd be river ninjas who grow fishtails when you get into water and keep the rivers of the valley safe. Thanks for listening, you three. Carter and Harry from Aotearoa, New Zealand. I'm glad you two enjoy the stories. If you were characters in the valley, you'd be shadow ninjas who disappear completely whenever you enter the shadow of something. Eva and Samuel from Albany, California like to listen. Eva shared a great drawing of a gloop. I think if you two were characters in the valley, you'd be wind wizards who can disappear and ride the wind from place to place. Thanks for listening, Eva and Samuel. Today's story is titled The Seed of Life Part 2, and I hope you like it. Unica and Addison flew for days to reach the valley. Unica's huge butterfly wings caught the wind high above the clouds as she soared over the oceans. Eventually, they saw the academy from high above, the big building with training facilities all around it. Unica landed in the front lawn. Addison climbed out of the harness that he used to fly around with Unica. Students and teachers from the academy approached them. Having new strange things land in their front lawn was actually pretty common. They were used to seeing dragons and all kinds of things just fly into the valley. 
You have wings, said one girl as she neared Unica. They're beautiful, just like a butterfly. Many students from the academy circled Addison and Unica now, asking them questions and checking to see if they needed anything. Right away, the two siblings felt better. They felt welcome. As they were shaking hands and meeting the other students, a long shadow fell over them. A deep voice carried from a person nearby. Hello, new arrivals. I am Professor Pilsen. Welcome to the academy, said the tall man in a dark suit. As usual, Professor Pilsen stared hard at the kids with a blank look on his face. Oh, hello, began Addison. We're trying to... We're trying to... I mean, we're from Seed, and we came here to... Addison realized that perhaps their story was too long and strange to just blurt out here in front of a bunch of strangers who he wanted to make friends with. But Unica decided to just go ahead and do it. We're from the island of the seed and some real bad guys came through a portal and stole the magic seed and turned everyone else to stone and we don't really know what to do so we came here for help and also I really have to go to the bathroom. Of course, said Professor Pilsen. Students, see our new friends inside. Get them anything they need. We'll discuss your situation soon. The other kids showed Addison and Unica around. They got cleaned up and went to the cafeteria for a much-needed meal. Pilsen met them there, and while they enjoyed the food, he listened to their story. I see, said Pilsen. Well, we have an extensive library where you can begin your research. Some of our other professors here are specialists in potions and can begin working on a solution for everyone turn to stone. What is this? asked Addison, holding up a forkful of something sweet and delicious from his plate. Ah, yes, that is a goofball, a regional specialty made from layering different confections onto... This is the best food I've ever had in my life, interrupted Addison. Unica was also busy falling in love with the goofball on her plate. Of course. They are very popular, said Pilsen. The other students will see that you have everything you need. We will meet in the library tomorrow afternoon to begin researching these, uh, sorcerers you mentioned. Addison and Unica finished their goofballs while Pilsen stood up and left. He talks like a sad robot, said Unica. Yeah, but he seems like the leader of this place and he's willing to help us, said Addison. Yeah, the other students are nice, too. This place is pretty great, said Unica. Unica and Addison explored the academy campus for a while, and the next morning they attended some classes with other students. After lunch, they met Professor Pilsen in the library. The library at the academy was the largest in the valley. Books were stacked in shelves all the way up to the third floor ceiling. Ladders rolled along the shelves so students could reach even the highest books. Whoa, Addison said as they entered. He had never seen so many books in one place. Yes, our library is extensive and ever-growing, said Pilsen. To begin, let's start by making a list of everything we know for sure about the people who attacked your island. Okay, well, we know they came through a black portal. It appeared suddenly, said Unica. They also shot this smoke from their hands that turned people to stone when it hit them.
The one leader had a staff with a, a stone in the top, said Addison. And on one of the charm things that hung from his belt, there was a round metal coin thing with a white spider on it. Pilsen's eyebrows raised. I see, he said. I will collect the relevant materials and deliver them to you at this table. Unica and Addison sat at a long table, and Pilsen brought them books. Book after book after book. Stacks and stacks of books. Before they could even read through one of the books, there were maybe a hundred stacked nearby. This is so many books, Professor Pilsen, said Addison. It's more than both of us have ever read in our lives. There is much we do not know about these mysterious sorcerers who attacked your island, said Pilsen. Whatever information we can gather is imperative in tracking them down and repairing the damage done. So for now, we read. Addison and Unica read for the rest of the day, and all the next day, and the next. They kept notes and collected some details, but mostly there was very little written about these mysterious robed people. After nearly a week of research and many hours of reading, they had completed the stacks of books provided by Professor Pilsen, and they only had about a page of notes to show for it. You know, Professor, I thought we'd have more notes after reading all those books, said Unica. These evil wizards are clearly very powerful and good at remaining hidden, said Pilsen. What information have you gathered so far? Well, we know that opening a portal to another place like that, especially one that's able to stay open for as long as this one did, is extremely rare, said Addison. There is no mention anywhere that any one wizard has ever been able to do that before. It's only been done by big groups of magic wielders using powerful artifacts. And we didn't learn much about the white spider being used to represent many groups, added Unica. Just one from like 500 years ago, and all they did was start a library and it burned down not too long after it opened. Hmm, said Professor Pilsen. So what now? asked Addison. More research at a different library, said Pilsen. Pack your things for an overnight trip and meet me outside in ten minutes. Pilsen rushed off, and the two siblings returned to their room to gather some things. More reading? asked Unica. So far, this is the most boring journey ever. Yeah, my eyes hurt and I hate words, agreed Addison as he rubbed his eyes. But the professor knows what he's talking about. Maybe there's a book at another library with more answers. Soon, Addison and Unica met Professor Pilsen out in front of the academy. Come to the outdoor laboratory. There's someone who can help, he said, and he led them to the back of the academy. Behind the building, they saw a huge outdoor laboratory, and they met Hamish, a huge purple dragon wizard. The dragon was working hard at his tables mixing and stirring and testing. This is Hamish, a dragon wizard. He is working hard to develop a reverse spell for your parents and the other residents of the island. You can undo the stone spell? Unica asked. Perhaps, perhaps not, said Hamish, without even looking away from his work. But I'll try. Let us leave him to his work, said Pilsen. Follow me now, quickly. Pilsen then began walking fast on the road that led east. 
Professor, where are we going? asked Addison. Is there another town nearby with more books? I can't imagine there's a place with more books than the Academy. There is not a place with more books, said Pilsen, but there is a place with older books. I believe they may have something we're looking for. Is it far? asked Unica, realizing that she only packed enough rations for one day. It's a day's walk. We'll be there by nightfall, perhaps sooner if we walk faster and stop talking, said Pilsen. Unica and Addison took the hint and focused on keeping up. Professor Pilsen was obviously an old man. He had lines on his face and always looked a bit tired. But he walked so fast that the two could barely keep up. Pilsen's long legs carried him along so fast the kids had to nearly run to keep up with him walking. As the day wore on and night settled in, they entered a strange forest. This is the dark forest. It is not a safe place. Keep your wits about you, said Pilsen. Unica and Addison peered out into the darkness of the forest as they kept up with Pilsen. Strange sounds came from all around them. The trees with black bark stretched up a hundred feet. Professor Pilsen's wand cast light all around, making shadows where the kids swore they saw things moving nearby. Professor Pilsen did not stop, not once since they left the academy. Unica and Addison were exhausted, and they collapsed to the ground when finally Pilsen stopped in front of an old tree. Huffing and puffing, they took some rations from their adventure bags and ate them up. As they ate, they noticed that the tree was glowing gently. Is this some kind of magical tree? asked Addison. Yes, said Pilsen. He walked closer to the tree, and it opened up. It just split apart like a giant tore it in two. But in the middle, between the two pieces of tree, they couldn't see through it. Instead, it was like seeing into a different forest. Addison and Unica stood up quickly and neared the tree. Professor Pilsen, what's going on? asked Addison. This is the werewolf tree. It leads to the werewolf dimension. I believe the answers we seek are in the ancient books they keep, said Professor Pilsen. He stepped through the open tree, and Unica and Addison followed. You know, Professor Pilsen, we... We trust you and everything, but I really feel like the werewolf dimension is a place we should not be going, you know, said Addison. Like, especially if there are actual werewolves here and everything. I mean, I've never met a werewolf, but based on everything I've read about them, I just feel like maybe we should keep our distance. Professor Pilsen said nothing. He only kept walking impossibly fast, and Addison and Unica ran to keep up. Pilsen walked straight to a mountain nearby with a large cave opening. Torches hung on the walls of the opening, illuminating everything nearby. As they reached the opening, a real werewolf, ten feet tall with dark brown fur and wearing glasses, stepped out to greet them. The werewolf greeted Pilsen with a handshake, but didn't even look at the kids standing nearby. Professor Pilsen, what brings you to the cave of books? asked the werewolf. Have you not enough books at the academy? We seek ancient tomes, replied Pilsen. The island of the seed was attacked recently. The seed stolen. These two survivors have come seeking help. The werewolf looked down to them now. 
He furrowed his eyebrows and sighed. The werewolf nodded his head back to the entrance of the cave and turned to walk inside. Pilsen and the kids followed. Inside this cave was a modest library. There was a main room with many bookcases and a few dead-end hallways lined with bookshelves. The books were all ancient with paper so old it was brittle and delicate to handle. Professor Pilsen explained everything to the werewolf about the island being attacked and what little they had learned from the books in the academy library. I see, said the werewolf. I have read a story of the Order of the White Spider. It is a tale so old that its truth is lost to time. What does that mean, its, its truth is lost to time? asked Unica. It means that no one knows if it actually happened, or if it is merely a story someone made up, said the werewolf. Follow me. The werewolf led them down a short hallway, where he slid an old book off the shelf. He laid it on a nearby table and continued. This book tells of an ancient order of sorcerers who began seeking knowledge. They gathered a library of rare and powerful books. However, they uncovered something dark and dangerous in their quest for knowledge, and it polluted their minds. Their library burned down, and they were not seen until years later when they attacked a werewolf enclave, said the werewolf. So they, like, found some evil book and it turned them evil? asked Unica. Pretty much, yeah, replied the werewolf. What about the werewolf attack? asked Addison. What was that about? The story continues that the Order of the White Spider attacked a werewolf clan years later. They were trying to steal magical artifacts. The sorcerers created a powerful minotaur to do their evil bidding. They created a real minotaur? Like a stand-up bull kind of thing? interrupted Addison. Yes, a creature of great power that they ordered to attack the werewolves and steal their magical items. But the werewolves charmed the Minotaur somehow and turned it against the sorcerers. The Minotaur was too powerful to be defeated, so they turned it to stone. At the mention of someone being turned to stone, the mood soured. Addison and Unica thought of their parents, standing on the island of the seed as statues. Sounds like the same bad guys, said Addison. Then what happened? There is no further mention of the Order of the White Spiders after that, said the werewolf. But the Minotaur still stands where it was turned to stone. Or so the story goes. Okay, hang on, said Unica. I'm struggling to keep up here, so you're telling us that these bad guys were once good guys and they made a library, but they found an evil book in the process and it turned them evil and they tried to steal a bunch of stuff from some werewolves by making a powerful minotaur, but the werewolves turned the minotaur against them and they couldn't defeat it, so they turned it to stone and no one knows anything else about the bad guys, but we know where the stone minotaur is? That's correct, said the werewolf. If you can find the stone minotaur, there may be clues to the location of the white spider sorcerers. Addison and Unica did not feel so excited by the news. There were a lot of ifs and maybes. Yeah, thanks for everything, said Addison. But I don't see how this helps. I mean, what good does a stone minotaur do us? If Hamish is able to create a reverse potion, we can use it on the minotaur and he can tell us more about the Order of the White Spider, said the professor. 
But if we have a reverse potion, shouldn't we just fly it back to our island? asked Unica. It is likely Hamish is only able to create enough potion for one person, said Pilsen. The magic used to turn them to stone is very powerful. It is not possible to create enough reverse potion for the entire island. Our best hope is to find the Order of the White Spider and destroy the source of their magic. Then their evil spells will break. Addison and Unica were still discouraged. They knew this would be a difficult journey, but they didn't expect it to take so long. They wanted to get the bad guys and save their parents, but all they had done so far was read books and talk to werewolves. Still, they trusted Professor Pilsen, and they didn't have any better options. The werewolf gave Professor Pilsen some pages from the ancient book, and they left the werewolf realm and returned to the academy. Hamish was still working at his outdoor lab when they returned. Hamish, what progress have you made? asked Professor Pilsen. Hamish held out a small glass jar filled with a pale yellow liquid. One dose, he said, and it wiped out most of my supplies, especially the rare ones. Can you make more? asked Addison. It would take years to gather all the ingredients to make more, said Hamish. This is the only one. Addison and Unica took the vial and looked down at it. It was warm, almost hot. They thought of their parents, and they wanted so bad to return to their island and turn one of them back to normal. But that would be a small victory, and then they would be back to square one. Prepare yourselves, children, said Professor Pilsen, or tomorrow we begin our search for the Minotaur. The End the website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and such to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com and find many more stories at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.